Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. First of all, it's such an honor for me to be here. Um, the father of this house, I honor Apostle Mose and the leadership of Worship Harvest. And I want to thank in a special way, Pastor Chris, uh, because if it was not for him, I would not be here. He's been trying to get me to come to Business Garage for a really long time. Uh, but I've been telling him I need to have all my T's crossed before I can come. Because I'm like, I need to go there when I can tell a really, really big story. I mean, if you've been following yeah. uh, Business Garage, there have been amazing, incredible stories. People making billions. And I'm like... I need to get to some place and I'll just come flying in and I'll tell a very, very incredible story. So, but I want to thank him that he managed to get me here, that you know you just need to tell your story. And yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm very honored to be here today, mm. uh, that actually I'm being featured here. So my name is Dore Gunyu. Uh, I come from the land of the, of the wise in the east. Hey. Uh, I come from Teso. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm basically bred, raised, from Teso. Mm. I came to Kampala, I think, the first time when I was uh, coming to uh, Makere University. And um, so, largely, my life, I've really grown up in Teso. I went to school in Teso. Uh, to, if you're an OG of Madera Girls Primary School, deep somewhere, but it was really like one of the great schools in Teso then. So, I'm a mother. Mm. I have an 11-year-old uh, daughter going on 20. Uh, because she's very opinionated. And I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And I'm very happy that some of my family members are here. My sisters, I saw them when, when I was coming in. I saw, yeah, my sister is there, Sharon hey. and Barbara. Yeah, so I'm very excited that at least part of my family is here to support me as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a communications practitioner by profession. Mm -hmm. I honestly did not see myself um, being a business person. If you told me myself 10 years ago that I would be here being profiled for business, <laughs> be a big that joke. would be a lie. <laughs> that would be a lie because um, I've been very passionate about communications mm. and that's what I've been doing. I was lucky enough that I finished, I did mass communication in school and actually started working um, in communication as well. So I've been very, very um, lacking and blessed in that regard. But at the same time, um, my journey into starting a business, actually it was more like really just trying to find a solution. You know, when you're a first-time mother, you want like the best, or even if you're just not a first-time mother, but you really just want the best things for your child. And I remember when I had my, my, my daughter, uh, of course, I, I was, first of all, I was, lo I was looking for the best things to use, yeah. you know, the best ingredients to use on, on her, on mm, her skin. Mm. And for two years, uh, she was okay because babies really don't need so much on their skins. But when she made two years, she started developing eczema. And it's very frustrating if you're a parent who has had a child and they're, you know, they're scratching all the time. Mm. It's very frustrating on the parent. So at my wit's end, a friend of mine um, just basically gave me a tub of shea butter. 
He said, this actually said it works for, it works for very many different skin types or even skin infections, skin rashes. You can use it as a diaper ointment. Mm, you can use mm. it as anything. So she gave it to me and I started using it. Yeah. And it worked. It really, really worked. My daughter, I mean, she has perfect skin, really. Yeah. And then I started reading about shea butter. And I discovered it also has anti-aging benefits. I don't know about you guys, but one of the things I told my, my, my family that they will call me Miss D when I'm, when I'm like 80. My grandchildren, yeah, my grandchildren will be calling me Miss D because I really, I believe that God has, that we can actually extend our lives. We don't have to look our age. So I'm 42 now, but I, I intend Ooh. to be able to look, like really, really look good. You know, in Hold my don't. What yeah. did you say? 42. I turned 43 this year. You turned 43 this year? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I want to be able to look good. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, don't want to sh I don't want age to show on my face. Mm. So yes, we cannot control the time, the passing of time. Mm -hmm. But we can control how we actually look. Mm. We don't have to look our age. And that's my, that's my ambition. And when I was growing up, my mom, God bless us all, my mom was, she was like my model because she loved cosmetics. She used to layer. I don't know if you guys, women, I probably know that, where you put one, one type of butter first on your skin. Yeah. Then you put another. Yeah. You put like three different coatings yeah. on your skin. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I learned the love of cosmetics from my mom. Yeah. I learned the love of cosmetics from my mom. And I've always loved natural products because yeah. I believe that the first thing I mean the skin is our biggest organ yeah so if you can have good skin everything else is just an addition you know because I think the biggest thing for most people is really how your skin looks hmm. because if, if you have good skin it gives you that confidence it doesn't matter how maybe you're dressed or anything but the first thing that people will see is maybe your face yeah how you look is your skin bright is it shiny? Is it glowing? And our tagline actually as a share house is that we should look flawless naturally. So I'm not really so much into cosmetics, but I believe so much in the skin looking good. And so I've always really just been, my, my journey into cosmetics really started from a passion just to find a solution for my daughter and also a passion for finding natural products that actually work for different skins. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Come on, people, husbands, the layers and the layers and the layers. Now you know. <laughs> Pastor Chris, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's a good thing. It's worth doing. Thank you for sharing. That's amazing. I, I, I particularly got a bit shocked that you said you're 43 because you look 20 fine right now. Thank you. So after here, I think I want some of this product myself. So yeah, that's, thank you so much for sharing that. And the thing that you said was that our skin is actually aging, yeah? With or without any effort, it's aging. Yeah. But God has given us some products that we can use because I know that part of what you make at the Shea is actually Shea natural butter. products. Yes, Shea yes. butter, that God has given us these products yeah. that we know that our skin is aging, but we can still go ahead and use what he has created yeah. to keep looking younger and fresher and fresher. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So now would you take us to the Shea story? Yeah. Okay, so you have your daughter, she has this skin and you want to cure it, she has eczema, that's what you shared with me earlier, and then you come up with this idea called Shea, but I want you to take us back. Yeah. You found that she has eczema, you're trying all these different products, would you share then how do you get to Shea Butter? Yeah, thank you Pastor Florence. So, um, so when, I, when they gave me the first tub of mm. Shea Butter, 
Um, so of course I started using it and then I had to find where else can I get uh, share butter. By then I was working with SNV and um, I learned about a company called Bead for Life. Mm. They make paper beads, they train women uh, to, to make uh, necklaces, jewelry out of paper beads and then they, they, they sell them abroad. So they actually had a value chain of share butter. Mm. They were basically packaging share butter but most of it was really for export. So because they were in the neighborhood, I got to know about them and I started buying share butter from them. And then in 2016, basically when we started in 2016, because I'd already registered the name, the share house, and uh, because I had to secure the name. Then in 2016, I was just buying share, share butter from Bid for Life. And then I started, when I started using it, I started selling to my friends. You know, you know how women are. Yeah. When you find Very something good. Tip. Yeah. When you find the something hack. good, you want to give to your friends as well. Mm. So, yeah, I started selling to people, reselling. I was really just reselling yeah. for life share butter. And then along the way, actually at the close of 2016, Bid for Life was phasing out the, their share butter business. And they're just going to focus on, on paper beads. Yeah. And so... I went to meet with the, the, the marketing person for mm. Bid for Life. And he told me, you know, I can introduce you to the guy who does processing, mm -hmm. whom we've been buying from. And then he can also connect you to the farmers already that are already existing because they're looking for ways of helping the farmers that they've been supporting. And so he, took, he gave me this person's contact. I went to Lira. I met such an amazing gentleman who helped me. He, he basically showed me the ropes. He's like, yeah, I can help you. He was telling me everything. He said, you can buy the share butter from me. So I started buying share butter from, from Lira, bring it to Kampala, um, and then I would basically re-batch it and then sell. Yeah. And I remember then, uh, thank God for employers who are really, really good. I mean, I had a very, I mean, because in SNV you had to declare. If you're doing something, you had yeah. to declare. So that they, because they want to avoid conflicts of interest. And so like lunchtime, I would run, go and whip up something when I have an order, whip up something, then pack it overnight, like after work, I, that's what I was basically doing, like wow. packing in my house. And that's how I started. So then, of course, I got a company to help me to develop, the, design the brand, the brand, the brand guide and everything that, that we needed for, for our products. And then I started selling, started selling share butter in 2017. Now I was fully now repackaging my own butter and selling in my own brand. And then along the way, I said, but now I'm just selling share butter. What else can I do with yeah. this butter? I mean, there has to be more that I can actually add value to this product, to this raw material. And then someone referred me to a, a, a gentleman downtown who was training people about how soap making. So I went there just for one course. But then the soap that I was making, man, mm. you should have seen my journey. I think, <laughs> honestly, the products that I was doing before were really, really dodgy. Like the soap, yeah. you know, would be... Because basically, when we make soap from um, the cold-pressed soap, it's really just oil, water, and lye. There is nothing else. But then, because of... You need to know the composition of what you're putting into it. So yeah. what they were giving me was... Because shea butter is already like, it's very, it's super fat. So the soaps I was producing were very soft. They would take, take like a month to dry. I was wow. like, this is not sustainable. But in 2017, I had an opportunity to go on holiday to the UK. So I started looking up places where I could actually do yeah. training to perfect how to make soap. 
So when I was on holiday, actually I spent my whole entire holiday, I was going to class every day. To from, learn. Yeah, to learn. So I went, these people were training us, and they showed it's very simple to make, you know, formulate lotions, creams, soaps, and stuff. And then I came back, and I started developing a new range of products. Soaps, perfected our soaps, and we've continued perfecting our soaps, you know, like mm-hmm. continue, because cosmetics, you continuously refining the product yeah. that you have, because adding another ingredient and stuff like that, because just, you just want to make the products better every time. So that's how really I started the whole business of, of, um, of, of share butter, the share house. Mm. And I have to say, okay, before, because I was working full time, I was really comfortable because, I mean, my job was paying well, yeah. and I had a team that we're producing, so now I was not really, eventually um, the business outgrew my house because basically, like when it comes to soap, soap take about like a week to cure. So you can have, like you get orders, because I was now getting, I started targeting eco lodges to get, uh, to get them to use uh, soaps, small soaps, you know yeah. those guest soaps? But I was like, you can actually use a better soap, a better quality soap. So like my entire dining area, my entire living room would just be full of soap. Like I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed because now we're producing, the staff were coming to my house. I had three staff by then. Sometimes when they're when they wrapping the soaps, because for the guest soaps, we actually wrap them by hand. Mm-hmm. Like you have like an order for a thousand pieces of soap. And you have to wrap one And you're time. wrapping each of them at a time. You have like four different people coming from the community. Mm. They've taken over your living room. My child is there, she's still young. So it's I so got wrapping. really, really overwhelmed. And eventually I left the house and left it for the business and moved to another place. So that I could, you know, like have my own breathing space that is separate from the business. Yeah. And I was getting orders. I was getting, I was supplying to, um, to uh, eco lodges and uh, the, the expatriate community because they, I mean, these people, honest, to be honest, they, they appreciate Shia butter more than we Ugandans. We and it's funny that I come from the east where the nuts actually grow because it's a belt, it's a northern belt. You have eastern Uganda, that's the Teso region, Karamoja region, up to uh, Arua, you have Lira. So there's a belt where the, the trees grow. But I hadn't used this thing before. Yeah. And many people actually don't know about it, but the expatriates, they knew about this thing and they were buying it and they don't even negotiate. They just, I want this, I want this. So I decided to become, I became very comfortable just uh, supplying to the expatriate community and to these ecologists and then of course to a few people who were buying, a few Ugandans who were buying as well. And for, we continued like that and we, we saw that our, our, our clients were growing. We're getting actually, we started getting now orders from from abroad, uh, from the UK, from Finland, just for raw shea butter. Either they would take the plain shea butter or the products that we're making, they would take them in bulk and then they would repackage them. So I was very comfortable for a very long time and I was working, my stuff were we okay. And we were really, really okay until 2020. And then now suddenly, uh, because we sub- most of the UN agencies, because of the base at the, in Entebbe, these guys would come, and yeah. like Arabs, Egyptians, they would just take a lot of our, our products in bulk. And, and then they, they would, sometimes they would ask us, can you take them, have them sent to Congo? And because you have this the transportation, you can send them in the night. It was really okay. And we're very ca- happy with where we were. And then 2020 happened, COVID happened. 
and then all the hotels that we're supplying to basically were grounded. Mm. The UN base was really no more flights coming in and that's when we really started seeing um, the challenge of not targeting intentionally the local market yeah. for our products. Yeah. Yeah. But then still, we managed to survive 2020 because at the beginning of 2020, we had an order from a lady in, in Sudan. And it's so funny, really, like most of the people that I have gotten orders from, it's not that I have actually intentionally gone out to look for, look them. for them. Somehow, they just find me. Someone says, because like this lady, she's, she's, she's Sudanese. She just said, I need, I need an order. We gave her a costing for about $9,000. And she just sent us the money. Like, I was like, who even does this? Like, just sends you all the money at once. But that's... So we managed to survive 2020. Mm. Yeah, because mm. we, we, had, we had an order at the beginning of the year, and then we also got another order for seven tons in, at the end of the year of 2020. So actually, when we're looking for funding, uh, because we wanted now to do organic certification, one of yeah. the things they asked us, but, but COVID, you know, the COVID recovery program, they're asking us, but you've you not been impacted negatively by COVID. I said, no, we actually did not have any business in 2020. We only had business at the beginning of, of 2020 and at the end. But because we had made actually quite a substantial amount in 2020, they felt like we actually were on a good road. And we were, we're comfortable, we're able to keep our staff, even though we're not working, we're able to pay our staff. Mm. And now I currently have uh, five staff. Wow, um, come on. Yeah. Five staff. But I think for me, one of the things that really stands for me is like, uh, the, the women, like you employ single women and then um, who have children and you know that you're changing people's stories. That it's not just, I always tell my staff that I'm not just, we're not just a business but we're changing someone's story. We're changing the generations after because these children will probably come and be also employed with the share house and you know we want to create a family business that actually lasts. But at the same time when you look at it that we are buying, like in 2020, we bought, we bought, because for seven tons of nuts, of butter, you multiply that by four to get the amount of nuts that you need to be able to process, to get just, because just one kg of butter, you need four, four kgs of nuts. So you, you're changing so many, giving income to so many people who, are, who are basically are collecting these nuts. And most of these nuts are collected by women and children, because really, how, how many men do you see going to pick up nuts, you know, like small nuts? Yeah, so it's mostly men, women and children who collect. But you're looking at a holistic thing, and our approach was that we should be able to profile, and that's what we had started. When, when I started, I was looking at this business as a social enterprise that would be able to work with these share nut gatherers and would change their story, that would be able to, because I was looking at it from a communications perspective, that you profile this person, see where are they now, what is their story four years after of working with them? But at the start, when, after we profiled, we actually profiled like 100 households at the beginning because we wanted to be able to trace where our nuts are coming from. But because our market was not, was not uh, predictable, it was very hard for us to buy like so much nuts mm. and it were not going to use it. And then the farmers actually want money immediately. So because we're not able to like offtake most the bulk of their nuts, we did not, we're not able to achieve much in terms of having a direct relationship with the, with the farmers. But it's still one of the things that, that is our vision that we should be, especially now that we want to go into organic farming where you have to 
organic uh, processed butter where you have mm. to actually trace where your nuts are coming from. Then yeah. it's very easy for you to profile and know the, the households. Where is this household that yeah. you're getting the nuts from? Mm. And so it's a vision that we should be able to work with at least in the next five years about a 1,500 farm mm. households. So if you look at a household, that a household has about on average five people, those are a lot of families that would be changing as a result of working with them. Come on, help me appreciate Dora. <laughs> that not only are you making money, but you're also intentional about changing people's lives. You've said many things, and I kept picking so many things along the way. One of the things, first of all, you were communications personnel. Like you didn't go to school to do business, right? What I learned from that part of your story, you say that you, you studied communication, but out of frustration and looking for a solution for yourself and your child, yeah. you've discovered a product. Yes. So you solve now a problem at a profit, yes. right? So what, can be, what is a frustration to you right now could become something you could start using to make money as you find solutions for yourself. Yes. Somebody certainly out there is looking for that solution, yes. right? Yes. So what's a frustration to you right now? If you figured it out, that could be a solution for somebody. The other thing you said is that the products are actually there, but we don't know how to appreciate them yes. as the locals. Yes. And right out there, there's a whole market, which I also realized that, you know, you could find your niche because most people say, I can't produce things, people don't buy them, ETC. But right there, you phone people who can appreciate them and are buying them at whatever price. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. Somebody here is asking a question. Yes, please go ahead and clap if you mean to. Somebody is asking a question. They need to learn about formulation. Do you by any chance train other people about formulation of products in Uganda? Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, we've actually been asked a number of times to about training mm. people for in terms of formulation. We've not started training um, businesses because in terms of our business model, we are still trying to perfect our own business model. And um, I mean, there are, already, there are already institutions actually that do cosmetics, that train the basics, the foundations of cosmetics um, making, I think, this Tina Beauty School. There are quite a number of institutions locally here where you can actually go to learn about soap making. I mean, there's so many people already making like liquid soap, mm. soaps and stuff like that. So you can, there are already institutions that do that. Yeah. Now, what, what I've decided to focus on is because, you know, you have to give what you already have. Yeah. So what I'm focusing on is really perfecting my products. Yeah. So at the moment we only have, we have soaps, we have body butters. We want to develop like targeted uh, specific products for the face, like facial formulation. So, like, actually right now, I'm undergoing a course in, a, a diploma in organic skin formulation. So wow. because, because I want to be able to really, really have a deeper grasp of the skin. Because when someone comes and someone, I mean, there are so many people with problem skins, like acne and stuff, and you want to be able to give someone a solution that actually works. So, I'm back to school. You know, because I want to be able to really, really take, uh, take the business to another level. Wow. Once again, you're talking about yeah. educating yourself when you, yeah. to learn something. Yeah. Because you said earlier you didn't know how to make soap. You went and learned how to make soap. Yeah. You went on holiday. You went to class. Yeah. Now you're doing a diploma. Yeah. It means that you don't have to know the thing. Yeah. You can actually go ahead and educate yourself 
about something and acquire a new skill. Yeah. Somebody here is complimenting you that your skin looks beautiful. Thank you. Hey, your skin looks beautiful. And they're wondering if you're using your products on your skin. Yes. No, like seriously, I think my sisters will, my sisters will, will, will testify to this. I am a junkie of my products. Like everything that I make, I have to try like everything. So like every time, and maybe my daughter, God bless her. So, because we're making products that should also be good for children. Yeah. Now she's transitioning, she's getting into teenagers, and she's, you know, sometimes kids, like their skins just pop. And I'm like, now we are going to first try and use this product. On and you. See, yes, <laughs> and we see how it works on you. So you're going to do it consistently, you're going to wash your face with this soap, yeah. and you're going to use this share butter, and I continuously monitor. And when I'm seeing, like, changes, I tell her, now you see? This thing is actually working for you. So I basically, like, there are times when I've gone to, maybe I've forgotten uh, to use, uh, to maybe, I remember one time I went to a, I, I traveled and I forgot to carry my soap. And the conference was for four days. I cannot, I kid you not, I did not wash my face with soap for four days. Because it's like, how am I going to put something else on my face? So I use all my products. Yes, wow. I, I do. Come on now. Yes, she sells things. She manufactures yeah. what she uses. So yeah. it's working for her. Definitely, I'm signing up after this because I don't want to age. <laughs> All right, Dora, somebody's asking, what challenges have you faced along the way? Yeah. Is there any specific challenges? How have you maneuvered them? You mentioned COVID in there, yeah. and you said you had begin business at the beginning and business at the end and took you through the season. Yeah. Right now, we want to know, have you faced any challenges? How yeah. have you maneuvered them? How did you go through COVID? Those yeah. kinds of things, because many people out there want to learn from them. Mm. So I think the biggest thing is, so my business has been for a long time a sole proprietorship. I've basically invested all my savings, apart from NSF, which I don't have access to, into the business. So, um, and I think that the thing is that most times, like the return on the investment has been very slow. Yeah. And sometimes you find yourself, I've been, I've been tempted to question now, how am I, let me just take like last year. So last year, um, I resigned from my job in June. And I have been, my business has really, whilst it's been being able to pay my staff and give me an allowance and stuff, I've been basically employed. So I've not been taking from the business. So I resigned. And then we had an order, an order to fulfill of 55, um, of seven tons, 10 tons. We looked for resources. I looked for money. I hired a consultant. Because um, while in, the, in, in 2021, in 2020, when um, we got an order for seven tons, the, the, the company advanced us 50%. And so with the 50%, we're able to really squeeze, go to the people who are processing and negotiate certain things, and we're able to fulfill that order. In 2021, they gave us 15%. 15% was like a drop in the ocean. I needed wow. 80 tons of mm, nuts. Mm. 80 tons of nuts, a kilo of nuts. Suddenly, last year, because of the harvest, it was very poor. So nuts, that, the price basically doubled. And so if we were to fulfill that order, I would have actually gotten a loss. It was completely a loss. There was no way you're going to make money. So we looked for money. We, we hired a consultant. We, we basically for three months, 
and we're really going so far because we're asking for so many documentation, a lot of documentation, because the company that I was, I was we're, we're basically trying to get funding from was a, a European company. And the KYC, know your customer, the documentation took us three months to try to find. And then at the end, they said, I'm sorry, we can't give you this money. Wow. The, 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 the client had advanced us 15%, yeah? We had bought things, we had invested, because last year we started processing yeah. our own butter. Yeah. So we had moved, had moved, and moved all the team down to Soroti, that's where we are now. We had invested in equipment, processing equipment, we had invested in the buckets, everything, the packaging materials, and then we did not have nuts. The nuts that were available, because now we delayed, I mean, because this process dragged on for a very long time, it was past the harvest season for nuts. The nuts that were available were so expensive and they were not even enough. We needed 80 tons. We went up to Sudan to try to find nuts. Wow. We could not find nuts. So we actually lost that deal. So there have been a lot of challenges because the thing is that you want to advance, you want yeah. to do many things, yeah. but in terms of finding the resources to actually be able to do that. And then it's, it's interesting that as much as you, you can have a relationship, of course we have bank accounts, but it's, it's, it's easier for banks to advance money most times when you're working, like you can t you're, you're employed yeah. somewhere else, not with your company. Like easily advance money to you, but when it comes to giving your company a loan directly, it's, it's such a challenge. Wow. It's such a challenge. So, and we've also, I've also been trying to find partners, like, um, but you know, the thing is, my journey of finding partners, it's, it's they, you know, they tell you that there are partners everywhere, there are people that you can partner with, but you see the thing is, to partner with someone, you have to be walking on the same journey. Yeah. You have to have the same shared vision. vision. Yes. yes, it's not just about you giving me money. And for me, when it comes to looking for a partner, I'm looking for someone who is not just going to give me money. I want someone who is going to help us to grow the market mm -hmm. as well. And so the process of actually, we've tried to find partners, but then along the way, sometimes you find that you're not, you don't have a vision. So for example, you say 5% um, of our, what our earnings we're going to give to, back to, the, to maybe businesses, small businesses. You know, there's so many things that you, the nitty gritties of how to get that. But I'm thankful that um, so far we, we are, we, I'm progressing it, at least with finding a partner for the processing, um, yeah. for the processing part of our, our business. But the challenge of resources, and then now, also the market. It's interesting, I'm a communications person, but I'm not so much on social media. Mm. Yeah, like I'm not like all out there. But I'm very good with content. And for a long time I struggled with just trying to manage the sharehouse pages, social media pages. Until I realized, you know what, Dora? Just get someone else to do this thing. Because sometimes you get, you, you get stuck in everything because you're trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. Get someone else to do to certain things, you. pay the person yeah. for it, provide the content. And it makes my work now easier because I'm able to think yeah. and, and then just focus, yeah, and mm. focus on certain yeah. things. But business sometimes can be a very lonely road mm. when you're, you know, like when you're faced with so many challenges. Honestly, like 2021 was just like, I, it was a worst year for me. Um, I lost, I resigned, my mom died, my, I lost a business, even my dog died. As in like, <laughs> there's so many things, so many things that were just like, and I honestly, sometimes I'm like, how do people survive without God? Yeah. Because it can be so lonely. Yeah. And there's certain things that you, I mean, when I was growing up, my mom was like, it was, 
when you she 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 raised us to be independent yeah so i'm not the kind of person who goes out and shares things with people even with my mom i wouldn't because that's how she she's like you can you can manage a lot of things and i saw that she managed a lot of things so most times you kind of like because it's it gets sometimes very lonely and when you're faced with so many challenges like they're overwhelming and you're wondering how am i going to feed this stuff they they have families they have rent to pay and it is yeah. and you're trying to figure out all the things and at the same time make your business work and it gets very very lonely yeah. and so but thank god that we have god because i really really yeah. don't know how people manage without god and so while last year was really really bad yeah was really really bad. it was the worst i think i personally i think it was my own personal wilderness last year but god we're in 2022 yeah. and the year is looking yes yes we are mm. so i think for me that access to and also now the thing is that because before we were very comfortable we're very comfortable we had our we had our expatriate community you know buying mm. from us and we're not really complaining but now things have shifted and now we realize that we have to reach the local reach we have to reach yeah. out to Ugandans how do we get our products there yeah and so now the whole thing of marketing how do we get the products to the to the you know to the customers that yes. need them mm. so that's also something that now we are grappling with to make sure that we so there's so many things but i think along the way and actually it was a reason actually i reached out even to pastor chris i was like how do i deal with distribution of products yeah. you know that's now another thing that i'm trying You're to trying face. to figure out yeah speaking of being lonely somebody here is asking who can we make introduction who can we make introductions to who do you want to meet hmm. an opportunity is right here it's a question from grace munira you can take your time to think about it probably he wants to connect you with some good people right there yes that's what happens at business garage opportunities find you right here in the house somebody's asking another question there's so many questions we may not be able to ask all of them thank you so much for engaging with us i'm going to ask one or two and then we'll close today's session how are you managing duplication have you been faced with a challenge of some stuff running away and duplicating your business idea because we're talking about formulas and people in your house people yeah. producing and manufacturing with you they're literally seeing the whole process yeah yeah initially actually that was a fear for me and that's w- that was why I was keeping everything to myself like the things that my my mm. recipe book was like with me and I would keep running around trying to do the things in the night and I was getting frustrated mm. then I realized you know what because initially someone was telling me sign NDAs you know like with your staff I was like really in Uganda and then the process of suing an employee so but I realized that okay so one of actually um at some point one of my really really critical staff left and she started her own business and she even sent she sent me I was like no I think that where we have reached I think it's good for you to also yeah. you know like leave and she left she started her own business and she's she's doing making she's making share butters and stuff you know and she even sent me her brand you know like she sent me her branding it's almost you know like she sent me her designs and i critiqued them for her you know like i was like this is really good yeah go for it you know because i just suddenly realized that yeah there are certain things that people can everyone can put make share butter with lavender you know just buy yeah. lavender essential oil and you know put it in your butter but then there are products that we make we make creams and as much as someone can try to duplicate they can know the processes 
But a number of products, a number of things that we, we use in our products, the ingredients, we import them. So even, even if they get to import and get to know where we buy the source, the raw materials from, mm. I think that the market is, is large enough for all of us. It's big enough. Yes. And I've actually, one of the things that I intentionally don't do, I don't follow my competitors. Although they, they say that you should know your... Co I know I'm aware of the competition, yes. but I'm not intentionally following them because I don't want to get into getting people's, copying people's brands and copying what they're doing and stuff. I just want to develop the things that are working that I know are good, that I can actually be able to. So I think that the market is, so the big. Market is big enough, enough for everybody. For yeah. Yes. Wow. You just have to find your niche. Great. Yeah. Um, somebody says that how have you been able to manage and juggle all that, the roles as a small business owner, finance, procurement, admin, and I think you mentioned yeah. that at some point you've had to hire people, yes. and I'm sure you're still hiring. Yes. Lastly, there's so many questions for sure, friends. I'm so sorry we won't read all of them. Somebody's saying, are you NBS registered? What are your future plans for business expansion in both products and market share? Yeah. But also, you could also share with us um, where can we find the products? Yeah. Because I'm sure after this, yeah. so many of us want to look like you. But I also know Pastor Chris asked for this scrub. <laughs> you, and you said even men can use the scrub. So yes, uh, even as you explained that, are uh, UN-based status registered and expansion plans ETC? Let us know where we can find the products. So our journey with UNBS, they're, they're actually very good. They really help. Um, we've, we've, been, we've been with UNBS for a while. We are still there. So. At the moment, because we have quite a range of products, we have, we have, um, we, we are starting to phase the certification of our products. So we're starting with the, the raw, the biggest, our biggest raw material, which is raw share. We've already undergone an audit with UNBS. We're just waiting for the results. Yeah. Uh, to first get a Q mark for the, for the raw share. And then as resources avail themselves, we want to be able to now phase based on the more selling products and then phase the certification of those products. But at least one, one thing that we've done so many times because we've been exporting the products, every product that we export, we have to have those products tested. We have to have certificates of analysis. So at least we know that the products we're producing are good and not harmful for the skin. Mm. But we, we, we have a shop. Uh, we just have one shop right now in Muyenga mm. inside uh, Yamasen. It's a Japanese restaurant just after Wine Garage. There's a big grass-thatched place there. But we also on social media, you, on Instagram, you can actually order and we can make deliveries. We are trying to find... So like... Uh, uh, Director Grace was talking that who can I connect? I think I need to connect with Director Grace because I'm looking for yes. people who Actually, can take yes. up our products to distribute to, to distribute our, to have our products um, mm. so that we can be able to have products in different places where people can easily get them. Alright, can people also order online? Yes, they can order online. Our numbers are on our Instagram page. Yes. Even the price list is on Instagram so it's mm. very easy for you. You can send it on WhatsApp. Mm. That's how we've basically been supplying to most people. Come on, studio audience, help me appreciate Dora Egunyu from the Shea House, Shea House Butter, Shea Lotion, Scrub, Soap, all of that made by a Ugandan here in Uganda, adding value to what we already have and creating products that are natural and that actually work. Thank you, Dora. I know that you've inspired so many people to learn a skill solve a problem and help other people when they find a solution, use our products and add value to them and then sell them out there. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. All right, friends. One of the things Dora mentioned today is that you cannot do all these things without God. 
she's a mother, she had a job at some point, now a business, at some point she explained the losses she incurred, and you could be one of those people. You've incurred losses, you're probably even discouraged to restart, right? You've been producing products, or you're frustrated with the fact that the, the market is not opening up for your products. It's an opportunity for you to have this Jesus that she's talking about who is her anchor. So if you're watching online and you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the anchor that she has talked about as a business leader, you need the anchor. You need Jesus. And it's so simple. I'm just simply going to lead you into a prayer that you'll say after me. And after that prayer, you'll be born again. So go ahead and say these words after me. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today. I'm tired. I'm frustrated, I've made a couple of mistakes, I have challenges, I'm well on my way to success, but I acknowledge today that I need you. So today I give you my heart, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've just said that prayer after me, you are born again. There are numbers running on your screen if you'd like to talk to somebody to say, what is this I've just said? What does it mean? Why can I go after here? What can I do after this? You want to simply make understanding a sense of the decision you've just made right now. The number running on your screen, you can go ahead and WhatsApp it. Somebody will respond to you or you can even call. Somebody's behind that line, they'll be able to respond to you and help you make sense of the decision you have just made. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us here at Business Garage. Come on now. Wherever you are at a hosting center, we see you and we appreciate you. At a location, we see you and appreciate you. Here in the audience, we see you. Thank you so much for joining us. There's a business lounge where you and here at Worship Harvest Nala, it's at the back of the stage. Just go ahead and connect with somebody. Your next opportunity could be in that hello, that handshake, that smile you're going to give to somebody in the business lounge. So go ahead and connect with other like-minded people wherever you are. And you could be manufacturing a product and you'd like to come and share your story here at Business Garage. Go ahead and contact your location pastor. Register with them. They'll be able to get you to through to Pastor Chris and you'll be able to come and share your story and help a lot more people manufacture products. See you next week. Uh, the encounter service is about to start. Stay right here if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not yet at a location, right, run at the location right now for the encounter service because it will be starting in a short while. See you next Sunday. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.